Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two horrible beard fans watch the fifty beardest horror movies. Beard, and we beard about them. My name is Beard Condor, and I'm joined by my <laughs> regular co-host, Mister Mister Beard Errington. Mister Beard Errington, how's it going, Mister Ben Errington? It's going, it's going very well. It's, I mean, it's hot to have a beard, isn't it? At the moment, it's warm. It is. Mine's gone in. Mine's retracted for. for yeah, a yours bit. is retracted like a little yeah. turtle's head. Uh, That's it going in. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I took, I took my lips. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I do that all the time. I always make that noise, oh. and I instantly regret it every time because it really tickles the the, the lips. Tickles <laughs> the lippins. Yeah, mine's quite long at the moment, so I mean I've been out in the sun quite a bit, and I've got quite yeah. a sweaty face. But I've been conditioning it, you know. Yeah. This is this is a great part of the podcast. It's well, a great way to start. Well, the thing is, you um, I condition mine sometimes, but the thing is, you don't get hay fever like me. Uh, whereas, yeah. like when I've got the beard, it it's like uh, uh, it collects pollen, like a, a bee's oh. a bee's hide, just sort of s- stores it all up and shoves it up my nostrils. <laughs> that's how it feels, what? anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that's that's so you're struggling from hay fever right now, are you? Right now, it's not too bad, but yeah, if I do, if I pop a sneeze or two, yeah, pop a sneeze is my nickname. Uh, pop, pop, pop a sneeze. <laughs> yeah. This is a different. This is a different angle of your kitchen that I'm seeing right now. Well, there's washing here. I'm trying to. Uh, I've got like uh, some wash, washing up and some bin stuff I need to sort out back there. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to hide it all, but uh, obviously failing. <laughs> bin stuff. I can see your collection of, of of drinks up on top of the cabinet behind you. Oh Is yeah, that a, bottle, yeah. a bottle of Johnny Walker, a bottle of Chambord. Chambord, tasty. Hell, bottle of Patron, maybe. Uh, there's that. There's, there's that tequila there in the middle, r- aren't there? Rum up there as well. That's really good. I don't know what it's called. I have to find out. You've got to bring it, bring it out. Bring it out for a podcast. But you yeah. got some washing the other side. I don't want to see your pants. No briefs, tighty whities. Yeah. Well, they're just there on the side. You just just be aware that my pants are here. Okay. I'm just, just I'm just aware. <laughs> Stage right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do, have you uh, have you done any guffs this uh, week? Uh, well, do you know what? I haven't consumed much this week. Mm. I mean, I've consumed sustenance, <laughs> food, foodage, little roughage. Cons- 
Yeah, but I haven't consumed. I've been doing that socialising stuff, you know, which is well annoying, isn't it, sometimes? So I haven't really consumed (laughs) anything at all other than this week's film. Yeah. I did. I did have a, a sort of movie night with some friends, and we watched uh, Jackass and Jackass Part Two, or Jackass the Second, maybe, uh, which was fun, you know. But I don't really count it as a film. That's just like a series of yeah. hilarious moments. But uh, still, just as good as I remember them being. So I love those good, films. Yeah. Yeah. Good fun. Good fun was had. Like it's just it's one of those films you kind of want to last forever. Yeah. As soon as the hour and a half's up, you're like, oh, I just want some more of that. Yeah, this is so Moorish. There's the the uh, best ones are like the the high five ones and the uh, you know yeah. there's that one where it's like um like a tiny note on the wall yeah. and you get them to yeah, read yeah. it and the, the writing gets smaller and smaller and then a giant yeah. fist punches yeah. through the wall in the face. That's great. It's so it's good. Like the, it's like the simple the simplest pranks like that yeah. and stunts are just the best. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got I started watching them because I watched a Johnny Knoxville interview about every injury he's ever he's ever like sustained. Yeah, and this. He's, he's insane. I mean, I think he's the. I mean, a lot of people think Steve-O's the most insane, but Johnny Knoxville's like genuinely fearless. Yeah. Like he's just an absolute nutcase, and that's why I went back. I think he's in a new film called Action Point, which kind of looks awful, but apparently he just like he like split his skull open while he was doing it. So I was like, oh, well, Jesus, landed why? face first. Why did he, just part of stunt? It was just a, just part of a stunt that yeah. kind of went wrong. He just landed on his face. Uh, apart from that, I've not really consumed anything. Not consumed anything horror related, except for maybe the new Ghost album, which I've been listening to. Which is, I guess we're going to throw it into the horror themed stuff because the it's visuals like satanic are cult stuff. Running yeah. Through it and yeah. Devil and stuff. I've, yeah. I've been listening to it from like start to finish over and over and over again. It's You're mad on some... it, aren't you? You, you? I'm bloody mad on it, mate. Yeah. Oh, I am mental on it. Yeah. yeah, it's just like um, it's just so eighties, and it's got so many like good synths, organs. There's like a saxophone solo. That's my favorite oh, part of the album, the saxophone yeah. solo. Yeah, oh, the saxophone yeah. solo. It's because it's just so unexpected. I think. Yeah. It's like it, it, right at the end of an instrumental track. It's just one of those albums that just sort of really like resonates with me, and I think yeah. it's just because of all the theatre that comes with it, all the visuals, and I love all the sort of like horror stuff in the videos. Yeah, it just seems really cool. I feel like I feel like it's a thing that there's loads of it in rock music, loads of it in metal music, but I think. It's it's rarely that ridiculous and over the top anymore without being yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, because I um never really listened to him before you sent me the video for Rats. Yeah, and um, I've been listening to the album quite a lot prequel. Um, yeah. and it's good. It reminds me. It's got the sort of. It's not as camp as Lord, but it's you know. It, but it, it's got more of like an artistic edge to Lord as there's more sort of going on there. Yeah, um, it's not just catchy music. It, the music seems to sort of actually. I don't know. It seems to play with um, like old eighties stadium stadium rock in some ways, but it's also it seems yeah. a, it's like a lot cleverer than Lord. There's more going on there. Yeah, it's very there's there's definitely a stadium rock edge to it, but I just think like lyrically, it just it seems yeah, it just it's just really good. It's, it's nice and nice and dark, but also uplifting at the same time, which is a nice combination. Yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Um, in terms of guffs, I finished Resi, <laughs> Resi Seven. Oh yeah, you did. Oh man, it's uh, by the by the end of it, you kind of get less sort of terrified because you're you kind of figured it out a little bit more. There were, there are still some like some incredibly scary bits, but just in terms of um, throughout the game, the atmosphere, the sort of Texas Chainsaw meets Resident Evil <laughs> sort of yeah. uh, idea. I just love that sort of. It feels really hot and sweaty and swampy and. There's like really moist. It's so moist. It's the it's, moistest it's very, game I've ever played. It's moist, moistiest. It's very claustrophobic as well. I find. Yeah. Like, it feels. If it really like obviously neither of us played it in VR, but 
yeah. I can imagine like the VR experience would be super, super intense. Well, there's one bit um, where you're, so you've just, for people who played it, you just finished one of the bosses, um, one of the, I'll just say spiders, and then people will know. Uh, and then you go into the, this, the old house part of it, you go into this uh, bit on the map, it's just called Contaminated Area, and it's a kid's room, but it's so dark in there that your torch only like shines, like lights yeah. up. The depth of field just, is like, yeah. yeah. Wait, so you, like, there's, you can't see like further than a foot in front of you. You're sort of walking around this room, getting a little bit lost in the dark, but finding your way further and further, getting deeper, going through all these rooms, and there's like little kids' playthings everywhere. And then like a ball, like a play ball, will suddenly like land, like bounce in front of your torch. You're like, oh, what's that? Yeah. And then you sort of keep pressure, pressing on and going. You, you keep, like, you have to kind of psych yourself up. You can't just like once and you sort of like walk through you kind of have to go okay just keep your finger on the forward button yeah and it's just gonna happen you just have to go for it and, and you just every, every second you kind of anticipating something something yeah and he gets to so far through this like darkness and you're like eve i, I don't really know where i am now I'm kind of like getting a bit lost and then your yeah. light your talk suddenly clicks off like and then there's a whispering voice in your ear <laughs> yeah and it's so scary like that, you're that playing with headphones yeah you know, well i play with a tv like on super loud Okay. Yeah, but headphones, I can imagine, like being more effective. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is, is, were there any sound effects coming out of the speaker in your controller as well at this point? Um, you get... I don't know about a controller, but it's definitely getting like surround soundish sort of. Because you get that quite a lot in the in the PS4 games. Like, there's some something happens in the with the speaker in the controller, but I don't know if it happened yeah. in Resident Evil. 4. Resident Evil Seven is the kind of game where when it comes to the end, like it doesn't feel, really feel that classic Resident Evil. But by the time you get to the end, you're like, that was a classic Resident Evil game. It's a so, weird sort. So of... I've not played that many Resident games. I've only played Resident Four. Do you, yeah. when you say that, do you mean the kind of uh, the kind of ludicrous, uh, bombastic nature of like the bosses and? Yeah, I guess so. It's like a combination of things because when you say classic Resident Evil, it's easy. Like one and two and three are kind of like that's the classic with the fixed camera angles. Yeah. Four kind of reinvented it, so it didn't feel like classic Resident Evil. But now enough years have gone by, that feels now, like its that own That feels version. part of it yeah. as well. Yeah. And then obviously, as five and six were more like action orientated, that kind of like even bits of that bleed into Resident Evil Seven. So I just feel like it's one of those game series where, even though a lot of people will say five and six were pretty bad. I feel like it's a really good game series. It's always kind of changed things up enough yeah. to kind of keep it fresh, but with that same Resident Evil vibe. Well, hopefully at E3 um, this week, when the when the uh, when Capcom or or Sony uh, PlayStation do their do their bits, we're gonna get to finally see some Resident Evil 2 remake gameplay or trailer. So yeah, the, I, was, I have been thinking of grabbing Resident Evil HD, like the remake of the first one. Oh yeah so i've 100%. never played that and i've heard nothing but good things about that well well i'm well i'm yeah on playstation 4 resident evil remake resident evil zero you can get both of those i think fairly cheap code veronica x um i think you get five and six as well but yeah resident evil remake is really good i mean that's the fixed camera angles that's the classic resident evil and to think that game is almost you know what i mean i think that game came out in 2002 and it just looks amazing well the re- the remake wait mm. Oh, okay. Well, because it came out on the GameCube or something, right? Is yeah, it came that... out on the GameCube. Obviously, this is a HD uh, remaster. Yeah. It is a HD yeah. remaster of of that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to give it a go. Hmm. Uh, in terms of, so I've actually watched quite a lot. Um, I watched Deliverance for the first time. Hmm. Picked up on Blu-ray. Um, it is as good as you know. I can see why it's as uh, talked about and remembered as it is. That 
just for that joining banjos section. It's so good. You have to sort of tap your feet as you're sort of watching. You get really into it and start clapping along. Do oh, so, you know what? I honestly don't know if I've seen it. Do you, I mean, just, um, I honestly don't just know for that section. Uh, so, well, it's about four guys from the city. I've uh, got uh, John Voight and Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds doesn't look anything like how I know Burt Reynolds to look these days. Um, Is he moustacheless? He's moustacheless. And he's, he's kind of kind of a badass. He's... he's He's like a proper action star back then. I, I didn't, didn't really. I always see him now as like having a tash and being a little bit of a cheesy sort of a older guy. But uh, this is a different generation. Um, but Reynolds. So these four guys in the city, they decide they're going to take a canoe trip down this river. It's sort of like in the back road, hillbilly sort of area. Um, and then they sort of get. I don't want to spoil for anybody. Get attacked by some of these hillbillies. Um, and it just. It's just a, a proper brutal. Well, it's not like particularly gory or anything, but it, it, it's just hard to watch because it's very uncomfortable and psychological. Yeah, like very tense. And then in the way that what these people do to our four our main characters is, is really kind of horrific. Um, but that was really good. I watched The Conjuring again because I was just born. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you're Lovely. a fan. Are you a fan of Conjuring? Yeah. So Conjuring is probably one of those, is one of the only films of that sort of like. It's the best example of the modern ghost story. It's the best example of the modern ghost yeah. story when I don't really like modern ghost stories at all. Yeah. It's not, not your sort con- of thing, is it? But No, but The Conjuring I kind of liked, and The Conjuring 2 I really liked. Yeah. It's got like really good characters. I mean, um, what's the main dude, the main actor's name again? Patrick. Pat- Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Patrick Wilson and Vera Parmiga are so good yeah. as those, that couple. Um, I also watched Seven. I played it, watched it with Cat. She said she wasn't sure if she'd seen it before, and I just wanted to show her. And I didn't realize how nineties that film is. Yeah. Like the, the cuts, like the music, the nice nails, and the um, the credit yeah. sequence—it just feels like a nineties music video. Um, but it's still, you know, it's fantastic. You what can't... is in the box, though, Luke? What is in the box? Uh, something. Something bad. Something um, bad. And then I watched uh, this film called Evil Dead. But I'll talk about that oh. after this. So I watched oh. Evil Dead 2, and then I watched the remake, which is on Amazon Prime. Ah. Then straight afterwards, I was like, why not? Check well, it the remake is yeah. all right, isn't it? I, I think it's good. I really like it. I think it really takes the sort of camp, bombastic goriness of Evil Dead 2. Takes a takes out the slapstick comedy. But um, yeah. If they tried to recreate that in any way, and, they, and if, even if they tried to have a new actor playing an Ash-like character. I don't think anyone would have been on board for that. Yeah. The fact that they didn't really have that was yeah. welcome, in my opinion. It's more in keeping with Drag Me to Hell. And there's there's, there's even a nice nod to Drag Me to Hell in Evil Dead Remake. In the Who, dire- no- who directed uh, the Evil Dead Remake? Uh, Fede Alvarez, who did Don't Breathe as well. Ah, right, okay. It's like his films. Um, someone I was listening to a podcast uh, called Shockways, and they were saying Fede Alvarez... Just doesn't give a shit. Like he just he just like goes all out in both <laughs> his films. Like he just there's a kind of a punk rock sort of attitude yeah, to it yeah. where he'll take you to take it so far and then you think that's <clears> gotta <throat> be the end. That's gotta be the peak there. We're done now. And then he'll just crank it up right at the end, something will go like like it was like this in this in this remake it's the raining blood moment for me. And it just yeah. it just oh, goes yeah. like crazy sort of did, did you like Don't Breathe as well? Yeah, I thought it was cool. I don't think I, I don't think it was a perfect, but it was still a lot of fun. I watched Don't Breathe kind of drunk on a plane, and I remember being a bit like, "Whoa, this is crazy, man!" Yeah. Uh, talking it... of talking of like kind of remakes, yeah. kind of things. Should we discuss briefly the Halloween trailer? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think? Are you a big Halloween fan? Um, I'm like a, I'm, I'm not a huge Halloween fan, but I've always appreciated the original and a few that came afterwards. And I, and like, I remember being quite young and watching uh, Halloween twenty years later. So is it called? H2O. H2O. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> H2O. Yeah. What a ridiculous name. Yes. Yeah. Water. But that's, Water. That's the yeah. first one I saw. I, don't, I didn't see the original. I'm not, I'm, not sure if it was the, I'm not sure if it was the first one I saw, but like I've got really like vivid memories of that film. Yeah. I was sort of loving it and sort of being creeped out by the whole the whole Michael Myers thing. So yeah, I mean, it, I think it looks good. I like that they showed. It just looks good. I mean, I know it's it does kind of look like it goes over the same tropes, but yeah. it's it's um, Blumhouse, isn't it? So. Yeah, I've I've never been a big Halloween person. I've been, I've enjoyed I enjoyed H two O as well, but um, I was always like more pro the thirteenth. I was so pro Jason at one point, and I just pro like Jason. Are you pro or any Jason? I was like, why would you even want Halloween? But for me, slasher films, it was always it was always Scream when I was sort of that age. Yeah, and then I kind of, and then I kind of like find out about Freddy and Jason and uh, Michael Myers after that, pretty much. Oh yeah, but I think it's good. I yeah. think it looks good. Sorry, um, and hopefully, hopefully we'll see some new stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, we should do an episode on it when it does come out. Um, yeah, def- yeah, definitely. We're doing Halloween oh. either next week or the week after. Okay. The original. Well, wonderful timing. Yeah. Um, I remember watching number three actually, Halloween three, which doesn't have Michael Myers in. I remember being a bit confused because I think. Like, was one of the first ones because I saw H2O and I was like, I want to see some of the old ones. Who's and in it? Went... Instead of Mike, Mike, William Shatner with a mask, of William Shatner. <laughs> it's uh, oh, it was William Shatner this whole time. <laughs> it's um, uh, it's not really got like a slasher person, it's like a completely different story. It's like these Halloween masks that this company give out to people suddenly turn all the kids into killers who are wearing the masks. That sounds fucking ridiculous. It, I remember it, being ridiculous. it hasn't really stayed in my head at all. How can that be in the same sort of like franchise yeah. as Halloween? I know, yeah. Just uh, literally, what they've taken is the name Halloween. I think they were going to go like, let's do a different, completely different thing every every film now. And then when it got such a backlash, they were like, no, okay, let's bring Michael Myers back. <laughs> bring bring old Mickey Myers back. Yeah. Come back, Michael. Um, yeah, man. Wrong. I think that's a. Uh... We're good to go. Should we go into that's a, the? Uh... That's a pretty intense recap we've just done there. Yeah. Uh, of of life and yeah. everything in general. I'll see you next week. <laughs> we should probably do a thing where we put the time code in the video or in the podcast to say when the actual discussion the actual starts. Review starts. Yeah, we're twenty minutes yeah. in now. Um, okay. <laughs> Evil Dead Two from nineteen eighty seven. Have you got some? Uh, sure. Gubbins. So, Gubbins. So Evil Dead Two, which was also known. Um, in some publicity materials, as Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn is a 1987 American horror comedy film directed by Sam Raimi and a parody sequel to the 1981 horror film The Evil Dead. That sounds like it's a parody of The Evil Dead, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. I wouldn't even really consider this a parody film. I wouldn't. It's, no. I've never, I don't really know what the, the state is because it is a sequel, but it isn't. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, so it's like weird. a. Yeah. So it's like a sort. It's like a sort of sequel. Sort of sequel. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, the lone survivor of an onslaught of flesh-possessing spirits holds up in a cabin with a group of strangers while the demons continue their attack. Lovely. This is what um, Empire Magnum had to say. Sam Raimi's eternally groovy court favourite has an energy and a spirit that is entirely its own. After reported rights could fall from his original film, 
Raimi set about to half retell the Book of the Dead legend, revisiting Ash, played by Campbell, and his cabin in the woods, this time with a sparkier tone and more opportunity for Raimi's hyperkinetic camera gymnastics. The tightrope between supernatural horror, badass action, and genuine spooks has never been walked so confidently, and it's forever cemented Campbell as a cult hero. Good, bad, he's the guy with a chainsaw for a hand. Uh, it's got 98% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is more than I thought it would be. 7.8 on IMDb. Um, and wow. Yeah, it's, um, what's your history with this film? This was the first Evil Dead film I saw. Me too. Um, yeah, so I didn't, I mean, I knew like the Evil Dead existed, because um, obviously this was called Evil Dead 2. But when I went back and watched that, I was confused. I was like, this is like kind of the same. <laughs> What's going on? This is kind of the same. But like, it just felt a little bit, obviously, the budget it was a much lower budget. Yeah. Um, a lot more sort of people involved in terms of like characters and stuff. And Ash hasn't really gone for Ash. He never really does in that film, does he? He kind of yeah. like. But right from the start of this one, he's yeah. already kind of, his eyebrows yeah. are on the on the fritz right, right <laughs> His eyebrows. Come your eyebrows saying. Yeah, so I saw this like when I was pretty young. I remember seeing it like on TV, like really late. Yeah. And um, I think I think I turned it on during the whole like hand sequence. <laughs> so that yeah. was like that was my very first introduction to the Evil Dead. And I remember just thinking, yeah. "What the hell is this? This is nuts." Um, and I and I think my dad told me a little bit more about it and told me about um, the other films in the franchise. And then I, I went and watched them at some point as well. But yeah, well, I think I said it to you. Um, it was on Channel Four late at night and I think I turned it on when it was a claymation bit of uh, Linda dancing and it really freaked me out I was quite young yeah it freaked me out. oh my god that yeah. bit yeah I think any sort of claymation yeah. claymation has got like a has, has got such a profound effect on me because I think it was a lot of the things that used to scare me when I was really young were claymation so like Medusa yeah um, just all of the all of the Ray Harryhausen stuff. I thought I was in, I thought I was on my screen. Then. <laughs> all of the Ray like Harryhausen stuff. All of the like you know the harpies from like Sinbad and Medusa. Something like so otherworldly and weird and creepy about claymation that when the I see snake it in, from Beetlejuice. Yeah, but when I that, yeah. when I see it in any other film, even if it's like um, not a horror film or not like a creepy film in any way, if yeah. when I see it, it makes me feel a bit like ooh and easy. Yeah, like if I saw something claymation coming towards me in real life, I would shit myself. Yeah, that's a good point. You can go, you can go and visit like um yeah. the Medusa the Medusa thing uh, that Ray Harryhausen made like in some museum somewhere. I don't want to see it. What if we came to life? <laughs> what if we started moving? Yeah, what yeah. if the eyes lit up and instantly I turned to stone? Off? I suppose I wouldn't know, but yeah. I uh so so I remember watching it at that point and thinking that was it scared me. I'll be honest, first time I saw it, even though it's stupid, this felt like yeah. so silly. It still scared me. Um, and then I got it on DVD, and I used to watch it. It was the kind of film that I watched so often. I'd go out at university, I'd go and get drunk, go to the pub and whatever. I'd come back at 2 or 3 in the morning, and it didn't really matter how drunk I was, how tired I was. I'd put it on. Who you were with. <laughs> Stick this song, come on. <laughs> I'd put it... <laughs> I just want to watch Evil Dead 2. So I used to put it on, and I used to like fall asleep at some point. To it. But my DVD player used to... Um, like. Yeah. Uh, loop loop things over and over again. So I'd, I'd fall asleep after the first ten minutes, wake up and I'd watch the end of the film. Fall asleep, wake up and I'd watch like the the twenty minutes into the film, and I just sort of used to watch it like that over and over again. And I used to just enjoy dipping in and out because it's such a ridiculous film. Like there's so many things that I just the, even this time I was like chortling like an like an ass like 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 an ass. <laughs> it's an easy film to dip in and out of because in terms of plot, I mean let's be honest, 
there ain't all that much going on. Yeah. You do, I mean, as soon as you, you watch a couple of minutes, you know exactly what you're in for. And then you watch the whole film and, you know, I mean, it doesn't, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing of great sort of impact happens, but it's still like a thrilling ride that like keeps, yeah. just keeps giving, mate. In terms of like, we talked about Simon Pegg's like physical comedy last time. I mean, uh, Bruce Campbell is like almost like Jim, like he's Jim Carrey level, but believable. Like yeah. with the hand, uh, the way he does that, the way he falls downstairs, the way he smashes plates over his own face. <laughs> like he's yeah. so good at that. I don't necessarily know how he yeah. can sort of, goes into it with like full commitment to uh, yeah. sell it. You don't care about head injuries. He's just <laughs> he's flinging himself all over the place. Yeah. Oh, so good. And the eyebrow acting is like, you know, on point. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, key cast, key characters, key players. Um, Bruce Campbell, who we should all know now. Have you watched Ash vs. Evil Dead, by the way? I've seen most of the first series, I believe, but it has been cancelled now. Is that correct? After three seasons, yeah. I think they kind of finished the story that they were telling, though. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I've only seen the first season. Apparently, yeah. it the first episode that Ash vs. Evil Dead, I thought was like so spot on, but then it took like a really like big, steep dip in quality. I just thought yeah. by mid-season, it was kind of... I didn't, I didn't think I finished the, the whole of the, the yeah. season, but I did see quite a fair chunk of it. Yeah. Uh, so Bruce Campbell plays uh, Ash Ash J Williams. Um, we should all know who Ash is at this point. Um, Sarah Berry plays someone called Annie Noby. Is that am I getting Annie and Linda mixed up? I think Annie is just like the the other girl who comes looking for her parents, and Linda is Denise Bixler who plays Linda at the start. And... Right. Yeah. Um, Dan Hicks plays Jake, who's uh, backwards. Uh, deliverance times guy and his yeah. and his um sassy uh girlfriend Barbie Joe Barbie um, Joe played by Cassie Wesley the paver um and we've got two more characters who no, we've got more character Ed Getley played by Richard Domier yeah um Ed is uh I don't think we ever really find out is he like that woman's husband brother who like hen hen which one do you mean, sorry? So is um there's oh, a two yeah, people yeah, coming yeah. later on. I, I, I kind of thought boyfriend. Right. He's he's wearing a shirt, he's got the, the jumper tied up in a loop around his neck. He's a kind of uh, smart um, smart jock. He, he looks terrifying when he gets Yeah, because his hair his hair like becomes like weird um uh like a pineapple sort of thing going on. Yeah. weird, yeah. And he like the way he eats uh Bobby Bobby Joe's hair as well. It starts yeah. gnawing at it. <laughs> okay. Um, so how, and then, how does and then the there's Professor Raymond Noby and Henrietta right, yeah. Noby, who were like the parents of uh, so Annie's parents, who were at the cabin before, like it all kicks off. Yeah. As as they were before the first film, as well, or something. Yeah. I never really know what's going on there. No. Um, okay. Well, how does the film start? Um, it just starts with Ash and Linda. Come into the get into the cabin, isn't it? They're in the in the car, drive in. Uh, they're going to spend a weekend away in the cabin. Apparently, Ash has forgotten that, like demons or whatever, or the Book of the Dead in this cabin. Um, he don't care. He don't care anymore. He just thinks, well, well, last time I went, I had a I had a rollicking good time. Yeah, I'm going to get myself right back there and have a bit of fun. Yeah. So he gets to gets to the cabin. 
And uh, he's like, oh, why don't we get some of the champagne? Uh, and he gets the champagne out and the drinking. He plays a bit of piano. Instantly, yep. when he starts playing that song, I was like, Chopsticks. Re- recaptured. <laughs> he plays a <laughs> yeah. Plays the Rugrats theme tune. <laughs> all, all the classics. Star Wars are just the, uh, the, the single notes of Star Wars. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he breaks into that, that piano song. Instantly, I was taken back to when I was like a um, young. We used to like watch this film all the time. Um, and then he finds the tape player at, with the book, Book of the Dead and stuff, and then yep. clicks play. Thinks he just thinks it's going to be a mixtape, doesn't he? He's just like, I wonder what Ooh. hot mixtape is here. Yeah, it's got Fresh Prince on it, Marky Mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all the good stuff, you know. Uh, so it's Professor. Nobles, whatever his name is, is talking. Nobby. Nobby. Nobby Styles. Professor Nobby. As he talks, he starts saying the incantation from the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, um, where they say my name a lot. Say Condor, like all the time. Condor. Do they? Yeah, they keep saying my name. I don't even notice. Yeah, I do. Maybe that means you, maybe that means now you're possessed. I am possessed. Yeah. Yeah, by the spirit of hay fever. Yeah. So right right up up the snows. Um, so and then we get the the classic Evil Dead thing as as they're sort of doing the incantation. We keep cutting to the POV of the demon like flying towards the um, yep. the flat the, the flat the, the house flat. cabin. <laughs> flying towards the bloody top floor flat. Yeah, and he goes straight in, smashes the window, possesses Linda. This is all within yep. the first three minutes. By the way, I was looking at the the thing. Um, yeah, and then Linda comes back. She's a dead eye. Um, she. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Ash just knocks her head off straight away. Ash basically just knocks her head off with little to no fault. Like yeah. she's a she's a deadite, and he just seems it's almost like he's acting on instinct now. So he's dealt with this yeah. shit before, I think. In, yeah. this, in, this, in this kind of timeline, yeah. And he's acting on instinct, and then he just like takes her head off with a shovel, yeah. Like in a when way he, where he, like, when he had the weekend away with his missus. This wasn't the kind of head he thought he was going to be getting that night. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, so maybe, he's got, it, maybe it was. Yeah, 
he's got a red off. off. <laughs> he's got a red off within six minutes of uh, the film. Um, yeah. And then he's burying um He makes a lovely um, cross out of two big sticks, yep. which I think is, you know, you just killed and now you're burying your girlfriend. That's, you know, that's presence yeah. of mind to make a little crucifix to go over it as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and then he just goes back into the cabin just to have a chill out. Does, is it around here where the POV demon thing chasing him around the house? So like it's yeah. coming up for him and it's like Ash is running away going behind the walls of the house and stuff. And there's one bit where the, the POV demon sort of like loses him. It looks right and they can't find him at yeah. left and then sort of gives up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then at some point it Oh, okay. So he looks out. The, he hears the music playing, and he looks outside, and then we see the stop motion dancing headless body. Yeah. Uh, and then that, she gets I mean, the that... head, and it starts like playing with the head and throwing. I it. mean, it didn't. It didn't really look anything like her, but at the same time, it look, did look super, super creepy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she comes out. They have a little scrap, I believe. Yeah. She bites his hand. Um. At some point around here, he gets, he gets him, he becomes possessed. Yep. He gets chucked. Like it, look, it looks like he's he's being chucked like across the the forest. Yeah, yeah. So he gets going like, just speared across the forest for about ten for about ten miles. Yeah. He looks like uh, he's experiencing being speared by Goldberg in the height of his career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh God, <laughs> who's next? <laughs> yeah. Um. And then he's he's sort of possessed. He's got you know his eyes go milky white. Um, yeah. But then the sun, the sun, the sun kind of comes up, and he kind of and he's all right. Like he goes. Yeah. He, is this when he falls face down into like a big puddle? Yeah, and he's under there for like a, a long, long time. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when he when <laughs> he comes blowing from... the bubbles out, I don't know how he does that. So yeah, powerful lungs. Exactly. That's what we don't know. He's a swimmer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then after he wakes up, he kind of looks around. For quite a while, that was a nice shot, wasn't it? A nice panning shot where it looked all the way around, like three sixty degree. Yeah, yeah. Thing that was lovely. And then he gets back in the car and tries to drive off. Uh, and when he yeah. gets to the bridge, obviously all the bridge, all the bridge is sort of like bent upwards, which we obviously we've seen in loads of things. And I mean, yeah. it's a classic cabin in the woods thing, and that now obviously made famous by Evil Dead. But oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh my god! And then he. Uh... Goes back to the cabin. Yeah. At this point, we're we're just seeing him kind of losing his mind a bit. Um, yeah. But I think it might be around now that he goes to sit down on a chair and it collapses from under <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the whole house starts to like laugh at him, so that the stag head comes alive. <laughs> That's <what laughs> <laughs> and we get all the different sort of. Uh, the bookcase is laughing, the whole house is. Um, yeah. And Ash looks kind of terrified until he kind of just joins in. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's a stupid, silly scene, but I just, I just can't help but kind of laugh along with it. Yeah. Um, and then Linda's head gets involved now. Where does the head come from? Does it just kind of. Uh, oh, hang on a sec. Uh, he looks in the mirror, doesn't he? He goes, You're losing your mind or something. Yeah. You just, yeah, you just right. killed your own. Cut off her head and buried her in the, in the yard over there. And then, do you look fine? Whatever. And he sort of strangles himself through the mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, that was a good. That was a good shot because yeah. like someone's strangling him, and then obviously as he goes backwards, he realizes it's him. Yeah. That was good. I like that. Um, 
And then at some point around here, we've got loads of like like little skits basically around this point, but they're all yeah. they're all great. Um, there's a, and then this hand comes alive. Well, before that, does he not have a bit of a to to and fro with Linda's revived head? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, head, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the severed head bites him, bites his hand, and obviously he runs to the shed. So that's whacking, it. So it's whacking it. it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Get up, and he puts it in a vice, and yeah. uh, and then what does he? What does he do when he's 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 getting ready to he's come? He's like, like looking for around the tool shed. He goes, um, "What can I use?" And then he's like, he sees the thing where the chainsaw should be. Yeah, it's not there. And then the bot- Linda's body comes in <laughs> with yeah. the chainsaw, and he sort of like bashes away that with like a stick. And it's, it's like a crowbar, isn't it? Is yeah, it like a crowbar yeah. or something? Yeah, so he's having like a sort of sword fight with a <laughs> with a chainsaw and a crowbar, and it's obviously and, like a puppet sort of thing with this chainsaw. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big sort of rubbery puppet sort of coming out. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, bl- he, the he blood in this it. film is like so watery. Yeah, it's, <laughs> amazing, it's so yeah. like gazes of blood spewing out everywhere. But the, yeah. he knocks the chainsaw, and the blade falls back onto the body. He starts to cut right down and through it. Yeah. Um, which is again, they did that in the remake. They like they pay a lot, they pay homage to a lot of these stuff, but there's a bit where she's shoving the chainsaw into the the body of the thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, but does he chainsaw the head? Uh, and he's like smiling. Yeah, I think he's like. Yeah, he chainsaws the head. So we get a cutaway shot where it's like the shadow. Of and him. he goes on the bulb, like the light bulb and stuff, and yeah, sprays everything red. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty intense. That's yeah, when so he when goes it... into the mirror. I believe. Yeah. 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 yeah I think so. Okay. Um, and it's not long after, obviously, because his hand's been bitten by by Linda. That that is, it, I'm assuming it's the same hand. Yeah. But yeah, so his hand obviously starts being a bit possessy. Yeah. Uh, starts to attack him. This is when he uh, starts hitting himself with plates. Like throws yeah. himself over on the floor, passes <laughs> out. <laughs> like he kind of knocks himself out with his plates. Um, and I don't know how he how they did this, but the hand kind of pulls because it sees a knife. Yeah, it starts to pull himself like across the floor. It's pretty amazing, though. <laughs> I don't know. It looks it looks good anyway. And uh, just as it's about to get uh, the knife, he catches it, um, and then what does he say? Oh yeah, <laughs> he gets the um, chainsaw. Did the chainsaw? It's like a turkey cutter or something. Or I might be mixing it up with the remake now. Mm. It's like a turkey yeah. thing. But um, he says, "Who's laughing now?" <laughs> And he starts, this is my, my favorite moment. Yeah, so he says, who's laughing now? And as yeah. he's cutting hand, he's like like laughing like a maniac, but also obviously in deep pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, he cuts the hand off. He covers he covers it up. And then what? Uh, yeah, so the hand just starts sort of running around at this point, doesn't it? Um, yeah. He, get, he gets a shotgun. And he gives, well, it, he he gives him the finger. Gives him the finger, yeah. Genuinely, like offended, it's been rude to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously he starts shooting it, and but what? And then when it runs into a hole in the wall, he's shooting through the wall, and you kind of the hand kind of makes noise, which is very cool, sort of like that, which I thought was pretty creepy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then gazes of blood. Gazes of blood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of a drip. Initially, and he kind of looks a bit closer, and then just a case of blood right in his face. Ah, 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 ah. And then it's like some horrible black liquid as well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's ultimately the hand like gets away, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then at this point, uh, I think we we cut away now. We've yeah. been with Ash for quite a while, about a half an hour or so into the runtime. 
the cutaway and we were introduced to um what's the name Lin, uh, annie and ed yeah ed. So, so apparently it's a research partner so they've returned right. from a dig with the missing pages of the necronomicon which obviously i bet they're doing stuff as well <laughs> Roman Dad researching. You know. I bet everybody doing stuff as well. You say as you take a swig on a can of iron brew. <laughs> oh well, I bet everybody doing stuff. It's just my research partner. But oh, have you done stuff now? That's yeah, the research. Grow up, grow up, body parts. Um, and <laughs> so they they they're coming back from a dig, and Annie's like, "Yeah, my parents are at the cabin already. They've got the rest of the book. We've got the extra pages. We're going to head there now." She takes Ed to. Um, uh, the woods, but they can't get over because the bridge is obviously mangled, yep. for, like we saw with Ash earlier. Um, they find two deliverance types, which I'm going to use that reference from now on for these type of people. Um, yeah, well, I guess Bobby Joe's not massively a deliverance type. Well, I don't understand like why he's they're not... even. I mean, I, I suppose I'm, he's probably very. No, he's not a very lovely person. Obviously, we know no. this from the film. I don't know why he's um, with her. He's but... not loaded. Obviously, yeah. Um, so they kind of like say, okay, we'll take you. Like, there's like a route. We'll take you through the woods. Um, yeah, you have to pay us fifty quid or hundred dollars or something. Hundred dollars, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, for God's sake, really? Yeah. Uh, so cool. Annie and Ed are like, all right, go on then, go on then, lad, see us on, away. And then um, they take him. At this point, Ash is still losing his mind in the cabin. He hears someone at the door, and he takes a shot. And then he does he hit he hits Bobby Joe on the arm or something? Does he? I think so. I yeah, maybe he does. Yeah, which is weird. Now thinking about it, they do that in the remake as well. Someone else gets hit just in the arm with a shotgun. Oh right, loads of these little nods. A lot, too. lot, lot yeah. of nods. Yeah, there's also there's one bit in the remake where the demon flies through, and I didn't realize this before, but you know that the bit from The Evil Dead number one, one yep. by one, we will take you. You know that yeah. bit. Like it's really faint, but you hear the one like this demon say that, and it's, it's not loud enough to hear it properly. But it's just like in the yeah. background or something. One by one, you sounded like someone then when you did that. One, one by, by one, we will Frank take Spencer. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Father. one by one, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so when they when they arrive there, obviously they think that Ash has just gone mental and that he yeah. murdered everybody. Yeah. Um, so obviously Annie's a bit like, "What have you done to my parents?" And he's like, "I've done nothing. There's bloody there's um, there's possessions going on." Yeah. Um, they took him in the cellar, and he like yeah. I don't know how he again this the physical commitment yeah. of Bruce Campbell. They love him like. Kank, 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 kank. How do you yeah. even film that without actually just doing that? And making no. it like that. It's, Stunt, uh, it's stuntman, foam steps, I don't know. So, <laughs> Mr. Stuntman, uh, we want you to make it look like you're falling down these steps and breaking your face on every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to have to come down to and make... break my face on every single I'll one of them. I'll have to actually just do it. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Professional uh, face breaker. And um, so they lock the, the cellar door, chain it all up. Um, and they see like uh, the chainsaw with blood on it and there's blood everywhere and they're like oh god this Ash character has murdered my mum and dad who is supposed to be here yeah um, then they find the notebook and, and the tape um, yeah, yeah. And, then, 
they listen to the professor dude who's basically just detailing exactly what happened to his wife, that she was possessed, uh, yeah. that he had to kill her, and he buried her in the cellar, which is where Ash is just chilling. Yeah. Now I fear my wife has become host to a Kandarian demon. Yeah. And uh, she kind of pokes out. Uh, they don't have a scrap here just yet, did he? I think Ash is just trying to get out. Yeah. And they, Bobby... No, but Jake grabbed his head, pulls yeah. him out by his face. Pulls him out by the head. Yeah, so then she sort of comes out, and then she possesses Ed, like, immediately. Like, well, he kind of gets possessed. I think they kind of trap a face in the thing first, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, and of course, yeah. Stand on stand on the face, and an eyeball pops out, shoots into Bobby Joe's mouth. Oh, yeah. Boop. <laughs> um, yeah, so... There's just a load of crazy stuff happening here. So Ed gets possessed. Eat um, some of Bobby like, Joe's hair. Eat some of Bobby Joe's hair, yeah. And then Ash like just kip like pretty much just like takes an axe to him. Bobby Joe like tries to escape and then these like demon trees just like wrap themselves around her. She, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's the horrible bit. It's not as yeah. rapey as um Nowhere near as rapey as the uh as the remake, no. But still pretty horrible. The um they have this thing where like the made it look like the roots sort of go through of the skin of her face. Yeah, yeah, that was really great. horrific. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she runs away. Uh, Jake goes after her, or Jake, orders... Jake, Jake basically orders everybody to go after her at this point. So at this yeah. point, it's Jake, uh, Ash, and Annie are left alive because obviously Ed got dismembered with an axe. Bless yeah. him. Um, and when they're out there, sort of like searching for her, uh, Ash Jake gets sort of like sh- Ash gets possessed suddenly Again. out of yeah. nowhere, doesn't he? Yeah. Again, yeah, Deadite yeah. Ash. I mean, he looks good as a Deadite, doesn't he? I don't know what the logic is. You're like, who gets um, possessed and who doesn't? Yeah, it's almost like just at random, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like just they just fly into anyone. Yeah. Um, and it's weird that Ash can kind of like come out of it. Come out of it, yeah. Yeah, but well, again, he's sort of like the chosen one in a way, isn't he? Yeah. But oh, that's a good point. They when they were looking through the book earlier, the Book of the Dead, there's a bit where they flip to a page and you go, "There used to be some savior, some." What awesome warrior, and it's like a little doodle of a uh, a guy with a chainsaw hand, and it's yeah. like obviously going to be Ash, but um, yeah, it's it's a nice little cool cool little yeah. bit. Um, so Ash, uh, he's a demon. He's locked outside. He finds the necklace, yeah, um, of Linda's on the they go to Linda on the floor. Obviously, he sees that and he suddenly remembers. Being good or something, and uh, yeah. uh, whilst he's doing whilst he's doing that, you know, recovering. Um, yeah, so Jake got gets killed at this point as well. Jake gets dragged down into the cellar by Henrietta, and there's all again a shed ton of blood comes yeah. flying also, out the, of there. The knife from the first one is on the table, yeah. and she uses Anna uses that to kill Jake by accident. Yeah, or like stabs him in the chest. Yeah, him, pops yeah. along. <laughs> yeah. Pops along. Um, and then here, after Ash has sort of like come out of his deadite spell, I guess, there is a quite hilarious bit where Annie just like keeps <laughs> persistently trying to kill him. Yeah. I'm, all right now. I'm all right now. I'm all right now. Because the deadites are yeah. like, they are quite manipulative. There's a bit earlier where Henrietta sort of sort of goes normal and starts talking to Annie as if it's her mum, saying, I, I used to sing this little song. Diamond ring. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we've yeah. seen that a lot in the Evil Dead films, obviously, where the deadites are sort of like quite manipulative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's 
obviously she try, keeps she tries to kill him and he's like I'm okay now and then and then she stops like, and then he goes I'm okay good good and then she hits him, like goes from again with the axe she had a, she had a yeah. free shot at him there and she just completely misses yeah. Ed crap um, yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah that that was quite funny I thought that was quite funny because he was getting so frustrated wouldn't he stop yeah. trying to kill me I said I'm all right now yeah I wouldn't believe him though I would not believe him would you no probably not I wouldn't believe anyone I would I would probably kill anyone and everything that moves. <laughs> You never Good. know. I'd be coming to come to villain. Um, I'd be helping you. I'd be going. Come on, Luke. Let's yeah. do this. You just axe me in the back of the head. <laughs> Can't right be now. too careful. <laughs> um, so we we did miss the point. Jake to force them to leave with him throws these pages that they know they have to read to one manifest a demon in physical plane of reality to yeah. open up wormhole to time and space to suck him into it. Um, so now they're like, okay, so we need to go and get those pages. We need to tool up. I know, is that the classic Evil Dead tooling up scene? He gets there. All right, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think it makes that much sense. He gets like a little bracelet, like a um, a, a band sort of thing. He, he ties the chainsaw to it. He's got like a little hook thing to start it up. He's yeah. got the shotgun. He saws off the uh, end of the shotgun, flips it over. Like He turns into full-on. Well, not just yet. There is a little bit soon where he turns into full-on Ash. But he's yeah. like on the way there now. He's getting there. And then obviously we get the iconic groovy. Groovy. Um, and then they go into... I don't think he even does very well in this initial fight with the uh, the woman, Henrietta. No, um, she sort of pulls on his legs or something. And... Yeah, so he, he goes down into the cellar looking for her and uh, he finds the pages. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Slings the pages back up um, to, to Annie. Obviously goes and starts reading out the in, incantation yeah um and then obviously he starts fighting henrietta as he's backing in back he's backing up for the cellar you know obviously he's not going to be get he's not going to get off scot-free yeah. henrietta grabs his legs pulls him through the staircase and then like throws <laughs> him through it <laughs> yeah. and then obviously he starts fighting him um which is which is pretty good this, yeah. this, this sort of battle and by the time they get up it back, back up into the cabin henrietta turns into like a weird stop motion long neck snake neck thing snake yeah. neck brachiosaurus beast yeah. with big old teeth and you know this is good because we get we get cut back from like the the sort of um stop motion bits and then close-ups with the big wobbly puppet yeah it's sort of like it look i mean it does look dated but at the same time it just still looks cool yeah. I, I mean I, I if i when i saw something like that when i was younger i'd be like well jesus yeah me too yeah um the dead eye henrietta attacks annie um and as she's doing that as she's about to killer i mean basically um ash um suddenly turns up shoots her chainsaws off her legs and her arms and head yeah um blow and then he says uh he, he blows the head with a shotgun and then they do the incantation finish it and then what is what is the classic line he says when she and then i to remember forgot now um, it's something on this <laughs> no, no, it said that's it. It says, um, I'll swallow your soul, I'll swallow your soul, I'll swallow, swallow your soul, yeah, swallow this, <laughs> and, um, and then yeah, that's good. They manifest the the, the, the finish incantation is going to manifest the demon physically, and then it comes in the form of the last bad guy from Resident Evil 7, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just a giant tree face yeah. poking through the uh, through the it's really good. Ash sees it and he gets so scared at what he's seeing in like a Lovecraftian way. Like his yeah. hair turns white down the yeah. side, and I feel like that's, that's like the uh, 
his face as well. It's like, oh, I doesn't like know what to, what <laughs> oh to my, do. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, he's seen some really, really good deals down a local, local Aldi. <laughs> oh, what? How much for continental meats? Yeah. They're, They're doing the big tasty at McDonald's again. Oh, ribs <laughs> yeah. back. Oh, lion, hey. um, so, he's fighting the big tree thing. Yep. Big tree man. Um, and then around about the time he kind of like... and. So the incantation ends and the big sort of whirly portal opens in the sky. Yeah. Um, Annie finishes the portal. Obviously, Ash's car flies in there. Ash like, starts sucking everything in. But then Ash's severed hand with the old yeah, knife. Okay, yeah, yeah. Come and, comes and stabs Annie. Yeah. So she, so she gets deaded. Deaded. And then the demon gets sucked into the wormhole. Ash follows in. Um, the, demon the... Gets, the demon gets sucked off. Yeah. Ash... <laughs> Ash gets sloppy seconds in the hole and uh, he lands in like a weird apocalyptic looking dead cracked earth uh, place but there's knights there uh, yeah so he gets sucked sucked off, sucked off. <laughs> yeah he ends up in like uh, Life of Brian yeah yeah he's a very uh, naughty boy and uh, yeah so obviously they think he's a deadite initially, don't they? They sort of say he's a deadite, and they all get ready. They all surround him and get ready to sort of kill him. All of these knights. So they obviously he's gone back in yeah. time. So he ends up in thirteen hundred AD, I think. Yeah. And then as that's happening, there's like a sort of what flying deadite type thing coming towards them. Yeah, and Ash, Ash shoots it, and then they have the classic. He's the savior. Hail, hail! <laughs> and then Ash is going no, as they're all yeah, chanting said- for him. Yeah. That must be annoying, though, going back in time. I'd be well annoyed, wouldn't you? Oh, God damn it. When was the last time you watched uh, Army of Darkness? I've only seen oh. it twice, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I might have to watch it. I've seen it twice. I've seen two different endings. Yeah. The moment he wakes up in like, a weird dead-eye future or something. Do you reckon it's um, worth doing an episode on it to round off the trilogy? Yeah, actually, we probably should do it, shouldn't we? Um, Maybe after we finish the list. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get a hold of Army of Darkness. I've not seen it in so long. Um, yeah. But that's that's how it finishes. Uh, the classic that is Evil Dead 2. Um, some trivia. The end. Trivia, yes. Number one. Which big name master of horror was fundamental in securing finance for Evil Dead 2? Big name master of horror? Yeah. Um, I know Stephen King's a fan. So is it possibly him? Yeah, Stephen King was such a huge fan of The Evil Dead, the first one. That he convinced producer Dino De Laurentiis over dinner, um, who was producing King's Maximum Overdrive film, um, oh. to oh, no. finance the Evil Dead 2. And uh, that's where it came from. Um, correct. Number two. What is the name of the book that Ash uses to trap his severed hand? Oh, God. What a question. What, is it like a famous book or something? It's a, like a visual joke. You might have even noticed it on like a previous watch and you're sort of not. No, no, no. It's called The Farewell to Arms. That's the book that oh. he puts on top. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Oh, I don't want to go back. <laughs> um, okay. You, I don't know if you want to get this one, but the, the crew nicknamed uh, the demon with the big head, the bad, bad guy from Resident Evil 7, um, they gave it a nickname. Do you know what the nickname is? Or any guesses? I missed I miss the true or false trivia question <laughs> I used to feel so good about myself there 5 out of 5 
Uh, I don't know. Did they call it Keith? Close. They called it Rotten Applehead. Oh. Um, it's too large and cumbersome for the crew to carry back to California, so they just left it when they were filming in North Carolina, and it soon disappeared, and no one's ever known where it where it is. That's that's fly tipping. I'm gonna say its whereabouts were unknown for a number of years until it was found in the Halloween haunted house attraction just outside the original shooting location. That's cool. Ah, that's yeah. cool. That uh, is fly, that is fly tipping, though, isn't it? Like, fly tipping, yeah. They they got, they want they might go oh it's, oh, it's a funny yeah. bit of trivia or something, but it is illegal. Is and you got to think about these things about all the extra work your council's got to do. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal in England. I don't know about North Carolina. There's so there's so much space in America. Why not? Well, there's fly tip any old shit everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but that'd be one good thing if you move to America and realize you can fly tip anywhere. That'd be one bonus. I'm it? always thinking, oh, I wish I could do some fly tipping right now. Yeah. I mean, I might get shot in, in America, mood. but at least yeah, I'll be able to do shitload, yeah. shitload of fly tipping. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Uh, how many actors play as Henrietta in The Evil Dead 2? How many actors? Yeah. Right. So I know that obviously you get the old lady. Yes. Um, the old lady playing her. But it's not... I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Sam Raimi's brother, isn't it? Ted Raimi, who yes. plays like the demon Henrietta. And let's throw one more in there for shits and giggles. Three in total. Well... <laughs> I've got written down two. Um, I've got oh. written down Ted Raimi uh, and Lou Hancock. Ted Raimi plays a Deadite version, and it says yeah. Lou Hancock plays the. It just says Lou Hancock plays Henrietta. But you are right. There is a bit where she is as a woman face as well, and that's not a man with like makeup on. That's a woman. No. So you are right. Yeah. Maybe three. Uh, <laughs> well done. Number five. What shape does a necklace have when Ash is evil and he finds it on the living room floor? The, the necklace is making a shape. Uh, oh. Is it uh, like a, a, a pe- pe- pentagram? No. Oh, that, was, that was a good answer, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, is it the shape of... Is it a love heart? No. One more guess. Oh, a penis. No, it's a skull. Uh, I didn't oh. recognise it this time because the... They kept, they did it twice in the Evil Dead remake. You watch the Evil Dead remake and there's loads of things you're like, oh, yeah, 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 there's so much. Um, okay, man, I think you got like five out of five or something. Who's counting? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, you need to grade the film. Yeah, yeah. Should I grade this film? I don't. Like I enjoy it, but it's not. It's not. I don't think it holds the same the same sort of weight over me. Or I didn't watch it all that much when I was younger. It's yeah. not. It's again. It's not the kind of film where I always think, "Oh, go back to this." It is my favorite of, of the trilogy. Yeah, like it definitely is, and I can appreciate like everything involved because I mean, I'm a big fan of Sam Raimi. Everything he's done, pretty much everything he's done, this sort of stuff. I mean, I love the Spider-Man films as well, and it's good to see those little sort of like nuances and like even though it's a totally different film. Yeah. Um, Especially when you see it. I mean, his brother pops up in Spider-Man films as well, doesn't he? And, and Bruce Campbell brother, does. His, yeah, and Bruce Campbell. And yeah. he pops up twice here. I think he's a he's a knight as well as being Henrietta's uh, Deadite version. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this, this film is great, but I probably wouldn't go any higher than a B plus. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah, so I couldn't give it anything but an A. I, I, it's one of my favourite films. Um, yeah. I just like watching it. I've not seen it for 
for a long time. And they just put it on this time. I just watched the entire thing and I was laughing like so often. And I just I kind of I just love what it is. Um, what did I give Drag Me to Hell? Do you know? So I remember I do enjoy we'll have, that we'll one. Cons- we'll have to consult the, uh, spreadsheets. the spreadsheet. I do enjoy that one a lot. But now that I've watched this one again, I'm like, ah, you know what? I think this is this is still better than Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I prefer this to Drag Me to Hell. I mean, that made me sound like a complete hypocrite if I go back and my Drag Me to Hell rate. I don't think my Drag Me to Hell rating was more than B plus. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. We need to have a look at the sheets and see how we're doing. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing Hereditary, I believe. It comes out on the 14th. It's out in America now, but it comes out in mean, three days. Mm. So we should have time to go, go check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I should have time. We'll have I've time. heard good things. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, reviews have been pretty positive. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score is pretty high. Um, what, is, what is it on? I think it's on like, uh, I don't want to say 97. I'm going to say, I think it's on 80 something. You can have a little little gander. Yeah, I have a gander now. Um, have, a, have a little goosage. So it is on 92. I mean, that's pretty good. From the trailer, like the trailer looks good. However, like, I'm hoping for something much more different than all of these modern A24. Oh well, I don't think it's going yeah. to be like a uh, Conjuring esque thing. I think no, no, no. I know, oh, I know. Okay, that's cool. why yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm very wary that you know what I mean. I'm very wary that that's where okay. it could go. But I mean, I'm glad it's not that kind of film. I think but, yeah. it might be more like Killing of Sacred Deer meets uh, The Witch. That's oh, what I've still got in my head, but uh, I have no idea really. But yeah. No idea. No eye killing of no a sacred deer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, dude. Um, this show is brought to you by the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Coverage Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five star rating and review in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to my co host, Ben, for being a real horror dude. Thank you very much, Luke Condor. Thank you very much, Beard Errington. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.